Hi, Pet the Podcast Studies here. Wow. A hundred episodes of the Business Anchors Podcast. Arguably a more important milestone than the Platinum Jubilee. England winning the World Cup in 66. And Knowlton hiring their newest video editor, Callum. Well, in today's episode, we reflect on some of the best segments from our beloved podcast. I don't actually even really remember because I feel like every time this story's told or we go over it again, I just delete it from my mind because it's the cringiest well, thing ever. Well, Lloyd, let, let's refresh your memory. Oh, brilliant. We hear about the most unethical thing Lloyd has ever done. Oh, great. So, I've been cringing about how how cringy I am. Yeah. And now we hear about what a terrible person I am. <laughs> yes. Okay, let's roll the clip. And Dan imparts his favourite knowledge nugget he's ever dropped on the podcast. There was some really useful stuff in that. And I, because it's not a funny story, it's actually useful. I want to share this useful clip with the okay. listeners because it's useful. something I think. Oh, not taking the piss out of me. Yeah. Nice. Enjoy. So there you have it. Make your tea, find a comfy spot, and get ready to enjoy episode 100 of the Business Anchors podcast. We're just a couple of business anchors. Welcome to the Business Anchors podcast. This jingle is slightly too long. This jingle is slightly too long. Way! It's episode 100! Way! We made it for 100 episodes! I know! We made it this far. Here's to another 100. Are we, yeah. Do you think we will? I think we will, yeah. Another, it's been another good... 200? <laughs> I don't know. Why it's quite a commitment, isn't it? 100 episodes that of the is Business me- that is Anchors actually podcast. Mental. We've sat talking absolute rubbish a <laughs> hundred times. <laughs> to be honest, probably probably a few more, because I think sometimes we had issues with recordings yeah. in the early days, and then we had to do it all over again. Yeah. Um, Since February 2020. Yes. That's... And today, we have a huge announcement for the Business Anchors podcast. Yes. Times are changing. Things are improving and getting exciting. Big announcement. I'm trying to do that thing like on TV where they keep saying um, it. It's so they coming. Keep, they keep you watching and listening, but you never actually... Well, you do. You will find out. You will find out. Or will you? Maybe you'll find out now. Maybe it'll be soon. Shall we say the big announcement? Yeah. Or, or shall we not? Shall we or not? Okay. <laughs> so, the big announcement for business anchors. Are you ready? Drum roll, please, Lloyd. Lloyd's pregnant. Oh, oh, that one. Okay, sorry, sorry. Continue yours. Business Anchors is now sponsored by Adobe Express. Yes. This is pretty crazy. Yeah. We've been using Adobe products for years as a creative agency, and which is why it makes it such a good kind of partnership. And we're now Adobe Express ambassadors. And it's just really exciting for us. So massive shout out to Andy from Content Cow who kind of made this happen. Um, We're going to be using Adobe Express and sharing our journey with you. One thing I do want to say, though, is that just because we're now sponsored, we're not suddenly going to turn this into a massive advert or anything like that. We're going to kind of carry on as as normal. Yeah, although Adobe Express is the easiest way to create and share, just to point out. I mean, you can create stunning designs and you've got all the support you need. Um, And on the uh, easiest way to create and share, you can get started by choosing from tons of unique and professionally designed templates to inspire and get you started. Uh, You can quickly remove backgrounds, convert JPEG to PNG, videos to GIFs, merger video, change video speed and more. Um... And when, we, when it comes to creating stunning designs, you can access the entire diverse royalty-free ad- Adobe stock photo collection created by the world's best professionals um, for within, within the Adobe Express app. And, all all uh, of that from the, the top of your head. Yeah. 
I did uh, say we're not going to turn it into but another. But I mean, when it comes to all the support you need on that, <laughs> you can discover easy bite-sized tips to get you started on the Learn tab. Um, <laughs> feeling stuck? You can shout out uh, to Adobe Express on social and they'll connect you with their support team. <laughs> so, no. so pretty good off the top of my head. Yeah, you just, all of that. I mean, that's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Um, but on a serious note, we are really excited by this and we are going to be um, creating lots of content talking about our journey with Adobe Express. Um, mm. And if you want to give Adobe Express a go, then click the link in the description where you can try it for free. Yeah. You could do things like bring your content to life with animations, apply standout photo effects in seconds, you know, just stuff like that. <laughs> you're, please, you're not going to be doing this throughout, are you? Because this is going to get really annoying. <laughs> no, that's the end. Okay. Thanks, Adobe Express. We look forward yeah. to, to working with you in the future. And also, Lloyd, mm -hmm. as part of our 100 episode celebrations, we're doing something special for you anchors. Another special, for them. For them, another special thing. We are giving away 100 business anchors mugs and adobe express merch a hundred and merch yep oh if i was listening i would continue to listen until i found out how i was going to get those things would well, you want to know how you can win one of those lloyd now yeah okay all you have to do is post somewhere on social media about business anchors and then let us know that you've posted and we will send you a mug and some Adobe Express merch. So if you've been drinking your coffee this morning out from the palm of your hands or, you know, from a bowl or a vase, uh, this could be your chance. By, you know, a few days' time, you could have a mug to drink it out. I of. reckon these will be worth millions in a in like a few yeah. years. Yeah. Um, okay. And all, all you have to do is contact us and let us know. And you can contact j at noltonmarketing.co.uk. That's j-a-e at noltonmarketing.co.uk and just send us a link to your post about business anchors and your address and your name and we'll post you a business anchors mug Whoop. oh i don't know why i made that noise but let's get into the good stuff yes dan what are some of the best bits from the hundred business anchors episodes so far one of my favorite memories was from episode one when the radio voice first came in the radio voice well Lloyd, we're going to listen to the clip now Take it away. Okay, let's hear the clip. <laughs> so that was a great song there. And uh, do you know what? Today, I, uh, I woke up. It is a Tuesday today. And I thought, I thought, oh, Thursday. Great. And I walked into work, so that having a great Thursday. And they said, it's Tuesday. I said, oh, do you know what? I thought it was Thursday. And, uh, so uh, give us a call. If you've ever had some funny stories where you, uh, you think, it it's, think it's Wednesday, but actually it's a Friday. You know, we'd love to hear from you. From you at 01843 621129. And uh, yeah, we'll hear your stories after a bit of Baha Men, Who Let the Dogs Out? I do want to clarify. This is, uh, this is current Lloyd speaking now. Um, I don't hate radio DJs as people. It's just, it's just I hate listening to them. Um, that's been throughout though the radio voice has has continued i think you did it in a recent episode yeah i think i think it there was a, a while when it didn't come out and now mm. we've we've done a few where it's like top five and then you know you got to do the yeah that new it at number two <laughs> do, you <laughs> you know, know. do you know what i find funny looking back at like the production quality and the sound quality mm. and seeing how far it's come yeah i mean <laughs> throughout this this episode when you hear clips back you hopefully you might notice that uh, the quality gradually improves yeah um do you want to hear one of my favorite bits yeah go on let's hear it uh my one of my favorite bits was reminiscing uh about 
the story, I don't know if I can say this without this episode getting flagged, but the story of the uh, guy that taught me how to fly a drone commercially and yes. the dodgy stuff that uh, came up on his laptop. <laughs> this is one of my favourite stories. I was trying to learn about <laughs> flying a drone. Let's hear about it. When I was training to be a pilot. Eh? A drone pilot. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's just what I tell girls when I go out. Yeah, I'm a pilot. Yeah. 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 yeah, I've got a Mavic Air drone. <laughs> Call myself a pilot. But when I was training, the guy, so we were, it, was, it, it was in this hotel. <laughs> oh, I know you told me this. This is so embarrassing. It was in this hotel. And um, so the trainers stay in this hotel because they're not local. So we're all there. Um, was it like a middle-aged guy? Yeah, yeah, he's probably in his 50s, early mm-hmm. 60s. And... Um, Oh God! If he's listening to this, um, <laughs> oh, no. I mean, I really enjoyed the training, and I really liked you. But this was funny. I don't know if you know this yet. Yeah. He might be listening, thinking, "What's he going to say about me?" And now I'm dragging it out. He's sweating. He's shaking. What's he going to say about me? What did I do? But yeah, we. So probably like the third day as a four-day course, he gets his laptop out, and um, and it's on Plugs, the big screen behind, the, ready the big to screen. ready to learn some drone stuff, some theory. Oh, great. <laughs> Oh, I can be 30 metres away from takeoff and have to shout, aircraft taking off. That's that's actually a real thing. Um, but yeah, so he gets his laptop out and he's kind of talking, it's warming up, talking to, to us all. And um, oh, no. and again, it is, it's porn. He was obviously viewing in his hotel room uh, the night before and he's just talking to us like, yeah, yeah, so everyone had a good night, yeah, just sleep well. Yeah, and it's just behind him on this screen. Yeah. Just playing. Going, yeah, so today we're gonna be we're gonna be learning. We'll get out there with the drones. We'll have a great time. It's kind of, and we're all like, yeah, you had yeah, a great yeah, time yeah, last yeah. night, uh, didn't you? Yeah. Anyway, yeah, move, move on to do something with your laptop or something. Um, and uh, yeah, obviously oh. he he went down on his laptop. Kind of, you saw a, a brief panic, but I think he definitely didn't realise it was on the screen. Oh, he didn't. So the brief oh, panic, I think, was kind of like I think he was like, oh, that was a close one. <laughs> I could have I could have connected that to the to the screen behind me. Oh, but, God. Um, yeah, so that was that was a similar yeah. story. And I remember that night, a few of us on the course had a few <laughs> drinks. Oh, drone friends. Talk, <laughs> yeah. Talking talking drone stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, my fellow pilots. And, um, <laughs> it's so And yeah, sad. it was kind of like, we had a couple of glasses of wine so- and everyone was kind of like, Oh, guys, did you notice? We're like, yes, we noticed. God, we all wanted what, to say it then. The big butt on the screen. <laughs> so you had a good time on your drone course then, Lloyd? I did. Not as much fun as the instructor. <laughs> but I did have a good time. Oh, um, my God, that sounds so awkward. Yes. I mean, I love thinking back to that. Just the the people looking around the room and and us all knowing, thinking, <laughs> why I, is that on the I screen? I love the fact that you said he had a brief panic because he thought that it was just on his laptop, but yeah. it was actually behind yeah. him on the You could screen. see the brief panic and relief and going, oh, thank God no one saw that, <laughs> when actually it was on the massive screen behind him. And he'd probably never know. Yeah. Yeah, he probably loves those uh, four nights away in hotels when he delivers that course. I bet. That's a great time. One of my, uh, my favourite, favourite, favourite stories was from um, the... Uh, episode six about the worst business advice. Do you remember the, about the cows? Oh, the cows. Yeah. Oh, I, actually, since then, actually, I don't drink much cow's milk, but I, I do drink a bit, uh, which the person that told us this story will like because he thought very bad things were happening to the cows due to vegans. Should we, should we hear what he thought? Let's listen to it. Okay. A few years back when I first became vegetarian. Oh, no, not this one. But some of the funniest advice that I have ever had. Hopefully you'll find it's funny because I can't stop laughing even thinking about it. 
um, I said to a guy, I think I was recently gone vegetarian. He said, oh, yeah, yeah, I get that. I get being vegetarian. Like, that's all right, because you can still eat, like, cheese and eggs and milk and stuff. And, and yeah, I understand that. But and, and I've always wanted to be vegan, and I kind of go in and out of being vegan because I'm rubbish and I can't stick to it. But um, he was saying, but vegans... God, that's just stupid. Why would you ever be vegan? And I was, uh, because I was, felt quite uncomfortable at the time, I just sort of went, yeah, <laughs> why, why, why would you? <laughs> Even though I completely disagreed with everything he was saying. Um, just trying to not have, uh, not create conflict. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, vegans. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe it. And then his next point, um, I'm trying to think, was this bad advice? Yes, yeah, I think it was because it makes absolutely no sense. So yeah. he said, he started talking about... Was his serious advice as well? He was deadly serious. There was no element of joking. And he said to me, what I think is really stupid about vegans is, do they not realise that if you don't drink cow's milk, they won't need to milk the cows and then the cows will just burst. They'll literally <laughs> burst. <laughs> And I again, and was, again wasn't this in a business setting, like a really professional? Yeah, yeah. And again, not not wanting to cause conflict. I think my reaction was something like, huh, "Yeah." <laughs> so, but yes. So, so the bad advice is, if you're considering being vegan, please don't, because it will cause all of the cows to burst. The best, the best bit of that is, is you just going along with it. <laughs> yes, I still avoid conflict even to this day, so I'd probably react the same. I would have, I would pay a lot of money to be a fly on the wall and have seen you just go, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just the seriousness in his face. I remember when he was telling me, just like, look at me dead in the eyes. The cows will burst. <laughs> just imagine, because obviously plant-based milks have got more popular. And I was yeah. driving along the motorway back from a shoot we had recently. You saw a cow burst? Yeah, the cows were just bursting in the fields as I went past. So the windscreen wipers were on. So, I mean, I just wish wish I listened to... Would you have taken that advice? Or some other name that isn't... Sorry. <laughs> you uh, just gave his uh, name away. Uh, Editor's going to be picked uh, out. <laughs> Julian... <laughs> Um, uh, one of my favourite stories wasn't at the time when it happened, uh, but probably would have been Business Anchors Podcast number eight. Mm. What's the worst experience you've ever had at work? And this uh, this story involves uh, a student with nothing but shoes on, uh, which is a weird sentence to say on a business podcast. Should we find out why, Dan? Let's find out. My worst experience was probably running a, a summer school for foreign students and working from uh, 6am till midnight for seven weeks. That oh, I remember how terrible. stressed you were then. I think we were just so understaffed and um, and the staff we had weren't as capable as they could have been that I just had to work two people's jobs, really. Mm. So that was, I think that was not nice to get, but but I'm happy I got through that, but that was a terrible experience. You must and have learned a lot from that. Yeah, yeah I definitely learned a so lot. And a lot, you know, when you learn, occasionally you can learn rather than from, oh, I'm seeing these people do this really good stuff to mm. this is being done terribly. Oh, how would I do it next time? Yeah. Um, but also because because child welfare was involved, you know, there were there were children of like got a lot of 10, pressure. 11, 12 years yeah. old. So it was kind of like, if we get this wrong, yeah. 
you know, it'd be horrible to think a child could go missing or something. Yeah. But so, so that's obviously quite stressful. I it's just like, thought... Work nearly all of your life and don't sleep. Um, and also there's pressure. You could lose someone's child. <laughs> I so. just thought of something really... Sorry, Lloyd. Just laughing at losing children. <laughs> no, no. no. <laughs> story. Didn't your friends prank you and pretend that they oh, were... Please God. tell this story. Cause... <laughs> yeah, so, so at the time that... I'm having this terrible time and awake all the hours. I had an emergency phone for just like I was saying, you know, if a child got lost when we were mm. taking them on a trip to London or something, I'd have this emergency phone. That Our child's missing call. help. And so my friends obviously thought, great idea, let's phone that emergency phone and pretend to be um, a host family. A host family that the student's staying with. And they were going, um, Ho- Jose, Jose didn't come in last night. And I was so obviously I was really very professionally worrying, but thinking, okay, right. Um, when did you last hear from Jose? Getting all these details, and talk- and then so I was panicking, obviously thinking this is a it's terrible so situation. This thirteen-year-old Spanish kid's gone missing, and then they called back, going, he's just he's just walked back in the house with nothing on except his shoes. And he's, I don't know if he's drunk or on drugs or something. And I was like, oh my God, what has happened? They said he just came in naked other oh than his shoes. And I was trying to do... You believe this whole thing, I was, didn't you? I'm just trying to think. I was probably 20 at the time as well. So not hugely experienced or mature. Well, you know. How's this 13-year-old boy? So yeah, he's turned up in just his shoes. You know what? They were going, what, what, what should we do? He's turned up with no clothes on except his shoes. He's just sat on the sofa in just shoes. And I was, And then I hung up. And kind of saying, well, I'll... I'll uh, and then I, I called back and said, right, I'm just uh, just to let you know, I'm going to call the police now because I think it's serious. And then obviously they said, don't, Lloyd, because it's us. And I was like, you... So I've got enough on my plate. Then you're telling me Jose's come back with no clothes on. He's a 14-year-old boy. Yeah, so that was, oh, that was quite stressful, God. that job. But cheers, guys, if you are listening. <laughs> that is a that. horrible prank. Yeah, that's a really horrible prank. That is one of the best stories. I've literally got tears in my eyes just when we yes. that. Yeah, when we were listening oh. to that, just to let the listeners know, Dan was laughing in that high-pitched manner that he was throughout that clip. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, thankfully, oh. Jose was safe. Uh, Your friends are horrible. That yes. is such a nasty prank. Yes, um, that was very stressful, that situation. But there are other good bits in that episode of how to deal mm. with bad situations at work, by the way. I feel like we're picking all the... Uh, the strange stories, but there's also really useful stuff around these yeah. guys if you want to listen back. There is some examples later on with more kind of stuff that will teach stuff. Before we get into the actual like useful value adding stuff, yeah, I just want to remind you of you being really cringy when you met Gary V. Oh, do you know what? I, I saw this in the notes thinking, oh yeah, we'll talk about this. And I thought, I don't actually even really remember because I feel like every time this story's told or... We go over it again. I just delete it from my mind because it's the cringiest well, thing ever. Well, Lloyd, let, let's refresh your memory. Oh, brilliant. So we went to uh, an event, a book event for the Ask Gary V book. It's basically an event where he was interviewed on mm. stage and stuff. And then you uh, could just get your caveat, signed. Lloyd wore a suit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so at this point, I was still in my um, uh, pretending to be good at business by dressing extremely formally. Um because that makes you good at business. So I was I was doing that. Um, and it got to the... So we had a good time. I actually met... I met w- Gavin Bell, who's a guy in the marketing space. Yeah. Met him randomly in the queue in front of us mm. to that event. Mm. Um, He's a real po- nice guy. Pointless thing to mention. But mm. hi, Gavin, if you're listening. Um, He's not. <laughs> yeah, probably not. <laughs> um, yeah, so really good. Gary Vaynerchuk gave a really good talk. 
um, very interesting and a Q&A part and for some reason I oh. I put my hand up to ask a question got picked no 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 no, no. can we give more context they asked if anyone's going to get up for questions Lloyd jumped up like an ex- excited child mm. and put his hand up like yeah. and um, so basically once I'd stood up to ask my brain went into this weird mode and I just started saying stuff that made absolutely no sense. <laughs> so I, I'll, try and, I'll try and recreate. You've got to watch the I'll video. I'll try and recreate what I actually channel. said. Which, oh God, my heart's dropping even to think of it. I feel so cringy. I just stood Everyone up. Everyone turns around and I looks at Lloyd. And I said it's something silence. like this. Gary's there listening to Lloyd's so, question. Something like this. So he's expecting a question. I just, <laughs> I'm, I'm wearing a suit. That was it. That that's what I said. It was basically that. I just Oh my god. I I can't even remember like what I was trying to get from that. But I basically just no, no, said no, then no I remember. Then you gave context as to why you were wearing a suit, didn't you? Didn't you say I tried to explain No no I was saying I was trying to get your attention from wearing a suit and it worked or something. Cause he basically said he said something like Right you're wearing a suit dick that doesn't make you better than anyone else I think something like that and I was like no no I meant I'm wearing a suit to try and get noticed and, and, you, and you noticed me oh, oh god oh, and it was crying? just the cringiest thing eventually got onto my question oh, my and he answered it but I think was a bit like don't really want to answer this because you're a twat um, but yeah I don't know what I was thinking oh, my god. but I basically just I'm wearing a suit <laughs> why would you do that it doesn't make any sense and oh. yeah, so there's video evidence of this because the whole event was filmed. And Dan found the video about a year ago and sent me a link, I think. Oh. And I got to the point where I was just about to ask a question <laughs> and I physically couldn't make myself watch it. I couldn't bring myself to oh, watch do you know what that we should, again. As part of this, we should so play it and react to it. <laughs> no, I'm, no, no, you, you can put it in a video for other people to watch. I'm never going to watch that again. <laughs> That was as cringy as every time I'm reminded of that story. I'm wearing a suit. Oh, imagine that in a massive room full of people. Uh, They've all paid to be at this event. And honestly, if there's any of you that really want to see that, there is a video of this on YouTube somewhere from that yeah. event. Ask Gary V book launch in yeah. London. Oh, I'm wearing a suit. Oh, what an <laughs> That idiot. is the cringiest thing ever. I hate that. Um, some of these podcast episode names I'd forgotten were even a thing, but... Episode 11 was called People Are Weird. I <laughs> know. Do you know what? When we first, in the early stage of the podcast, we didn't put a huge amount of thought behind what the title was. No. I don't know what that... Oh, no, would want I, I would say more we were testing different things now. <laughs> okay. So People Are Weird, including me and you. <laughs> yeah. And in that episode, we spoke about, um, I think it was a bouncer of a club uh, <laughs> making me feel... Small and embarrassed, like uh, quite a lot of them have a reputation of doing. I'm very excited to listen to this one. Yeah. Oh, another one to make me sound terrible. (laughs) Here we go. Yes, there was a thing when I was in sick form at school, so like 16, 17. uh, What was it called? A thing called Guest List. Hmm. Or was that the actual name of the night? That's the name of the night. And it was basically a night for people that were that age. So in like doing their, you know, yes, anyway, 16 or 17 or 18 um, oh no, it can't. It can't have been. No, it can't have been because you needed ID to get in. But it well, okay, it was marketed to sixteen, seventeen-year-olds, but you had to be eighteen to get in. So <laughs> I don't know. Work that one out. Surprisingly, this place is closed down. <laughs> yeah. um, and so we turned. Basically, 
they they kind of hired people within schools. They they promote they get like the cool kid. So in, it's so unethical. Yeah. <laughs> they'd get the cool kid in sick form, and they go, "Oh, sell these." It's like a, a tenner a ticket. We'll give you a quid for each one. Obviously, mm. they got shitloads of people. Mm. That kid earned like. 30 quid mm. and uh, made so much profit for these places <laughs> and I was I was like oh no I'm, I don't turn 18 till after we finish school I'm, I'm one of the young ones in school yeah. oh don't worry what they do um, you just give them when they ask for ID give them any any card and they just like flash it to the cameras so <laughs> to look like if, if the police ever check the cameras it looks makes like sense. they checked ID completely makes sense genius That's, how cool so I was is like, that? oh are you sure okay yeah yeah I'll go then <laughs> So I, I'm queuing there. Funny. I'm a bit nervous. Yeah, I'm just thinking, picture, just picture seventeen-year-old Lloyd. Yeah, like at the and probably two in, in his suit trousers and loafers and dad oh, shirt. God, yeah, looking back at what I was wearing as well, trying to look older. <laughs> Sorry, Lloyd. I yeah, got, basically, on. basically got my school shoes on because I think that makes me look smart. Um, and oh. we're in this queue. Probably two thirds of my mates were over eighteen, so they were just mm. fine. Probably even more than that. And I was one of the only ones. I thought stick with any of Said ID. I thought tried the tash. Tried the soft tash. Yeah, soft tash. Do you want to feel that? No, you want an actual card. <laughs> so I've got at this point. I don't even know if they still do them. You had a swipe card to top up the credit. Orange on your top phone. up card. I an orange top up card. Sort of gave him a bit of wink. There you go. He just looked up at me. I went. Are you fucking joking? <laughs> And I was like, immediately started sweating profusely. Don't, don't know if I said that word right, but that's, that's what I was doing. And I, I, I was kind of like, well, my, my, my friend um, uh, Craig said, uh, if I just, uh, he was going, that's a top-up card, mate. Uh, oh, uh, do you want my date of birth? Uh, oh, 88, not 89. And he was, he was like looking at me and I was clearly just panicking. I think sweating so much, so red. And then... Uh, then I realised actually he was just a typical bouncer who was just getting a kick out of seeing someone having a negative experience. He went, oh, I'm joking, mate. And you go. I was like, oh, 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 thank you. And I went in. Oh, my God. That was a good, another good one, Lloyd, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. You were that oh. bouncer. Oh, yeah. Have we got any that don't make me sound like a ridiculously to, embarrassing person to be honest because i've done this i looked through all the episodes in the order they done in the early episodes we told a lot more stories than providing value mm. probably because we we're less experienced as well at running a business or slightly less experienced mm. we we stuck with the funny stories and stuff but there is some more useful stuff um actually one of our most popular episodes yeah. was all about ethics in business I don't even remember it. It was episode 13, so it was ages ago. Okay. But we called it Ethical Dilemmas. And uh, one of the stories we told in that was about a ski trip and you being quite an unethical little boy, Lloyd. Oh, great. So I've been cringing about how how cringy I am. Yeah. And now we're here about what a terrible person I am. <laughs> yes. Okay, let's roll the clip. So, not my proudest moment, but we were in a bar, night out, had a few drinks and one of the people one of the people behind the bar was drinking a lot herself and it was getting to the point where she couldn't really do her job um <laughs> so i took her home and <laughs> no oh god it's not don't worry don't worry guys you don't have to stop listening it's not one of those no it's not that um but I, I mean she was literally yeah. standing on the bar so i was getting a bit frustrated because like trying to 
trying to get a drink and stuff and it was taking like an hour because she was too busy doing five shots um and then i actually saw so i was getting a bit annoyed bought a couple of rounds um thinking oh it's taking ages because drunky over there um and then i saw her manager come over and basically tell her to go home because she was too because she was like she was just barging all the other people behind the bar <laughs> spilling stuff it was she, quite funny she, forgetting who was ordering forgetting like who's paying her so and then this this is my une- the most unethical ethical thing i can think of that i've ever done um i thought right this bar has annoyed me so i'm i'm gonna make the most of this so i um got the man got the manager's attention I just just ordered four double rum and cokes from that girl. She just walked off. I just, I've ordered and paid for them, and he just oh I'm so oh, I'm so sorry. I'll get them for you. So so I hadn't ordered or paid for those, but I thought I, I'm gonna yeah horrible person. I basically stole four drinks, didn't I? You sneaky little boy. <laughs> just just phoning you, listeners. Um, I am a I, I have a lot of. A lot of moral, good morals. I'm a good person. That was one little time I, I dropped the ball there with the old morals. and um, But, you know, it's quite annoying when you're trying to get served and, and yeah. the staff are too drunk to do it. I love how you were actually really clever and you rethought really out how you're going to be unethical as well. Oh, like, yeah, was... I really think cleverly how I make people think I'm a good person. <laughs> yeah, you're going to yeah. manipulate them. Yeah, I probably even gave those drinks away. So people are like, oh, thanks so much. <laughs> yeah, you're such or, a nice yeah, guy. Yeah, you're such a nice person for stealing drinks from drunk bar people. <sighs> Terrible, Lloyd. Mm, yeah, that's good. One of the other episodes, mm. uh, we haven't got a clip of this, but it just reminded me. Do you remember when we did a, an episode, I think it was episode 19, Are All Accountants Rubbish? We With our oh, previous accountants. Yes, I, I do remember that. We had quite a bad experience. We've got amazing accountants now mm. and we're really happy with them. But we had quite a bad experience and we talked through our bad experience. And it caused quite an uproar in the accountancy community, Lloyd. Do you remember? Yes, I do. We even... So the title of the podcast was Are All Accountants Rubbish? Question mark. Okay, we're asking a question. Yeah. But obviously a lot of accountants saw that and thought we were saying all accountants are rubbish, which actually was our experience up to that point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we had some, I suppose when you've worked hard in a profession to do a good job and someone Somewhere has a conversation the- telling, telling you that, that you're rubbish, probably doesn't feel that great. But we we had like a terrible experience with our previous accountants. It was so bad at what they did. And, um, but yeah, we had a, a few negative messages from that episode. Yeah. There was one that I remember just really went in on you in the comments. And yes, it was like, really long. Like a targeted attack against you. It was quite personal as well. Do you yeah. remember? And you got yeah, upset like, Really? It. Lloyd, talking about accountants like this, you should know that you... Yeah. Like, oh, God. Okay. Yeah, it's interesting. I Like... We've done a few different... Some have been quite um, divided opinion quite a lot. The thing with marketing, though, when you do divide opinion, it gets lots of attention because the people who agree with it want to listen to it and comment on it, and the people that don't disagree do the same. So, hmm. But I guess us, we don't want to ever become like the Piers Morgan of marketing where we just say nasty things. And No, I suppose that's the, that's the only real time that we we felt like that where we said something slightly controversial that wasn't even meant to be controversial yeah. that really got people go. But yeah, I don't think I could deal with being one of those people that just 
say things to be controversial Everyone's to, an idiot. to get attention because yeah. just that one lady with a long comment i was like <laughs> yeah. oh, please no um yeah. we did a story about we did a story a podcast episode about my bitcoin as well didn't we yes for any new listeners i think at the time it was called something about like how lloyd lost four million in bitcoin mm. um at the peak of the bitcoin price i think it got up to about 12 million i could yeah. have sold it for um but it's dropped again now but yeah, if you, if you didn't listen to that episode, I lost it. So I don't know where it is. It's yeah. on a laptop somewhere. That was a really interesting one. Mm. That was the episode where our first big client that came through the podcast referenced that episode. Mm. So it just goes to show like, because I think over the years we've done lots of episodes about marketing and business, episodes about more like weird stuff like, are we in a simulation? Some of the more weirder episodes you've questioned sometimes, but I think it's good to have variety because different things appeal to different people. Yeah, yeah. So um, hopefully I don't lose the Bitcoin I've currently got, which is worth nowhere near 12 million. Yes. Maybe about 12. Quid. Yeah, a lot less. Yeah. One of the episodes early on that did really well, I don't know if you remember this one because you don't remember any episodes. Episode 51 mm-hmm. um, about pricing. I know this this sounds a bit more boring, but... definitely. We did an episode called How the F Do You Decide Your Pricing in Business? And it did really well because we talked through some really practical approaches and and basically kind of opened the bonnet of our agency, how we decide our pricing and how our pricing has changed or the model of our pricing has changed over the years. Um, and there was some really useful stuff in that. And I, because it's not a funny story, it's actually useful. I want to share this useful clip with the okay. listeners because it's useful. That I think. Oh, not taking the piss out of me. Yeah. Nice. Enjoy. We've got good friends that give a lot of the advice of increase your prices. And mm. sometimes I think that's... Do you think sometimes that's the right thing? Yeah, I think a lot of people don't do those mathematics and actually don't charge enough. I'll cut my prices when really they actually are providing more value than mm. that. So they should increase their prices. So I think sometimes... It can be good sometimes. Sometimes, but yeah. The, the people out there, I personally believe, um, that just say it to everyone, everyone should double their prices right now. Because I've seen that out there a lot. That's if you want to grow your advice. business, double your prices right now and next year you'll be... Be a millionaire. <laughs> and the problem with that is a lot of people aren't doing a good enough job to justify doubling the prices. So they'll lose all their customers in the next two months <laughs> yeah. and then they'll, they'll lose their business. <laughs> and then they'll lose their house and then they'll be sad. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I think a much better focus than double your prices is mm. improve what you're focused on time improving what you're doing so you can so you have the opportunity more. to in- yeah. increase your prices yeah and i i I, we, I don't think we've ever done this but i saw i read something that i thought was quite a good way of doing mm. this over time it said something like um they had a 50 percent conversion rate so if they were mm. pitching for work or whatever they'd get around 50 yeah. percent and they used to just increase their prices Into, by like five percent yeah until their conversion rate went under 50%, and then yeah. they'd be like, oh, yeah. okay, clearly the market's telling me that I'm not that good yet. We've literally done this. Oh, have we? Yes. So, so with, with not, not, not necessarily that specific, oh, okay. but I remember with our, with our strategy development days that we run, oh, yeah. um, I remember a cu- I delivered a couple and we, with people who we really trusted, and they gave feedback afterwards, and this is on the honest truth, they gave feedback and said, by the way, I would have literally paid double for this. Your your way, and this was at the early days when we, you know, we punched in the mic again. Hey. Um, this is the early days, and I thought 
uh, oh really? That's so. So what we started to mm. do was um, not we didn't double the prices, but increase the prices a bit, and then it didn't conversion rate didn't drop, and mm. we've since kept going up and up and up until it gets to a point when. You do start to realise these. What's quite frustrating is that shows we were really undercharging for quite a while. Do you know why I think that did so well? Why? Because it's one of those things that, like, almost every business along the way questions themselves of, like, oh, am I charging too much? Am I not charging enough? It's very relatable. I think we, I mean, we've had it along over the years of wondering is our pricing where it needs to be? Should it go up? Should it go down? Yeah. Yeah. It's. Another episode from that comment that just made me think mm. that did really well on the similar thing is the one we did around how to overcome stress at work mm. that I did, wasn't expecting to do that well. But I think because lots of people get stressed at work I mean, it's a relatable yeah. episode about a problem people have that they want solving. That um, was more recently, wasn't it? The st- well, yes, but we actually did another one um, similar around stress and overwhelm. Uh, oh. Or high pressure situations at work. Oh, okay. That was ages ago, though. I probably, the listeners probably think I repeat myself because I don't know that I've spoken <laughs> yeah. about stuff before. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, Lord, you said this two episodes ago. Um, Another one, one more value adding one that I really think we had lots of great stuff in. Yeah. Was it was more of one where I was talking. Mm. I know it's been a lot about you, but the one um, pitching how to stop being shit at it. It was all about the, my, the process because I do all of our pitching to clients and stuff. Yeah. It was all about the way we go about that. And let's just play a clip because hopefully this is useful to people who want to learn more about pitching and sales. Okay. If our listeners are pitching or are thinking Mm. now, oh, I usually send quotes and now I should be having like a half an hour call where I can pitch to Mm -hmm. my clients to try and convert more. What can they do to convert more of them? Because that's what everyone's going to want to know. Number one tip, Mm -hmm. get way better at the discovery phase. Like, like we, everything we've said prior to this specific point in the podcast has been about the discovery phase, pretty mm-hmm. much. Like the gap selling um, and asking the right questions. Gathering the information you need to actually be able to pitch yes. to someone, basically. Yes, because mm. what that will do, and as part of that process, you're, you're qualifying as well. Mm. You're, you're figuring out if they've got the budget. There's an acronym, MAN, we've used, means, authority, need. Do they have the means, the budget? Do they have the authority? Are they the decision maker? And if they are, is there anyone else involved? And uh, do they actually have a need for this? By asking the right questions, you really understand, do they actually have a problem that you're a best, the best company to solve that problem? Um, so that, that's the first thing, really getting better um, at that discovery phase. Secondly, and this has been where I feel we've really smashed it, in terms of what we're good at, we've done lots of things wrong, but this oh, is yeah. where we really are, what we're good at, is um, put more effort into pre-sales inbound content. So content that is value-adding, that helps potential customers get to know you before you even have that discovery call. Mm. A huge piece of feedback, multiple customers from big brands that we've converted have said to us is, I feel like I knew you before I even spoke to you and I knew I wanted to work with you before I spoke to you. There's, there'll be some listening to this now. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? But that, it's so interesting. Like, and starting uh, a kind of a pitch with someone already feeling like they know you and being brought into you as a person. Because mm. if they listen to your podcast and stuff, uh, or, or see your content and think they are rubbish at what they do, and they're they won't dickheads, get in touch, they're, they're not going to want you to pitch. They've pre-qualified themselves. Mm. This is why your con- like our conversion rate has been steadily increasing since we've got better at this because the people who get in touch with you 
already completely get you because you've done such a good job with your content of showing your personality, showing the results you achieve, because if you've got a a really comprehensive content strategy, you should be showing case studies and examples and that kind of thing. And they're calling you they've basically done a lot of the upfront work already. It's, it's, it's basically the opposite of a cold call. Hmm. Cold call, you have no idea who this person is. Hi, do you want to buy this thing? No way. Don't trust you, don't know you. Even if you've got a good solution, got no trust with you. It's the opposite of that. They've pre-qualified themselves by listening and watching your content. So that's been a huge benefit to us with, hmm. with not just getting converting more, but getting bigger, better opportunities. Hmm. Yeah, so hopefully that's taught you some useful lessons to help you get better at pitching. Yes. And I've remembered what the episode was now that we were speaking about a minute ago. The one about stress. It was actually episode 65, How to Overcome Imposter Syndrome and Self-Doubt. That's impressive that you remembered that when we had a a break from recording this bit. Yes. (laughs) Lloyd, don't give our secrets away. Good memory. I I should have mentioned this earlier. One of my favourite ever episodes is actually episode one. Is it? When we, well, I believe it's episode one where we talk about networking, cringy world of networking. Yeah. Especially because at that point in the business, we were doing a lot more before the pandemic and when our business was a bit smaller as well, doing a lot more of those more local networking groups. And we were just having such a laugh about, uh, you know, the cringiness of basically everyone going around a room pretending to have a really big business and pretending <laughs> to be really busy. Yeah. Like, oh, how are you? Yeah, busy. <laughs> are you, Steve? Because you've been to five of these meetings this week and you've had a fry up at each one. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, oh, what about you? Are you busy? Yeah. I really yeah, like so that. Though, busy. Because that was the core of what we wanted to do with this podcast at the start, which was talk about the stuff in business that other businessy people didn't talk about. Like when Mm. you look on places like TikTok and Insta, everyone's like got fancy cars and yeah, the business life. Yeah, it's like, I like that. Yeah. Um, And really it's a lot of the opposite. It's going Mm. to weird breakfast meetings with people that you probably don't want to hang out with because you're hoping that you're going to get some business from them. And we wanted to shine the light on what business networking is actually like. And yeah, I think that was a good start to the business anchors podcast because it set the the scene to actually for us to just talk openly about the weird experience like oh that just reminded me the woman that tried to heal you with stones at one of these things yeah yeah i think i've told that story a few times Mm. on the podcast i actually remember that one but yeah it's all that sort of thing oh i'll heal you with with these stones for free if you want because obviously i've said i wasn't buying her service (laughs) and then she starts waving around my head oh do you feel better And then I just fueled the problem by going, yeah, feel a lot better. So then oh, she, more oh, so I'll ask more people if they want me to heal them. So <laughs> oh, yeah, I made that situation worse, but she'll be, she'll be fine. She'll be having fry ups and healing people with stones somewhere. <laughs> one of my, uh, one of my favorite ever episodes and the episode I'd actually say, if anyone ever asked me what, what episode should I listen to from business anchors was episode 73, how to be happier. It's called How to Be Happier, Backed by Science and Why Happiness is a Choice. They ever offended by that. What one would be really appropriate for me? (laughs) Either episode 73, How to Be Happier, or episode 62, How to Be Better at Life. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I'd have better hygiene, episode 19. (laughs) How to Deal with Bad Breath, episode 24. Are you going to listen to that one again, Lloyd? You should be. (laughs) I get the hint. (laughs) Uh, But that episode was where we talked through... uh, uh, from happiness expert Mo Gowda, who was on the Diary CEO podcast. We talked through all the lessons we learned from that podcast. And it's just some really eye-opening stuff that I feel has genuinely changed my life. And hopefully that episode will change your life. That sounds really cringe, but... 
If you're going to be cringy, can I be cringy? Go and be it? cringy. Do you know what? I've really enjoyed... Sorry, listeners, um, if you find this boring, but I've really loved doing this podcast because I get to sit with my brother every week or so and have a good chat. And we're quite busy a lot of the time doing lots of things within the business, but it's nice to sit down with you every yeah. so often and talk. And obviously it's weird because... Tay and Jay are over there what, listening to, to us, which is awkward. <laughs> Keep hinting for them to leave. But <laughs> no, no, please don't. We need you. Um, and we got the lights on. But yeah, it's nice to just slow down the pace and talk to you. Yeah. It's interesting when you reflect on... So we've done 100 episodes. The Just the different things that we've gained. So if anyone's thinking of doing a podcast, this could be useful. Something I... So you like sitting down with me and having a chat and stuff. Something I've actually found really valuable from this. Mm-hmm. I do enjoy sitting down with you and having a yeah, chat as well. Yeah, cool. And I think we've both got better at this. Doing this podcast every week has helped us um, improve the way we communicate our ideas eloquently. Like, and not all the time. Sometimes we're just like, oh, what on earth is that? But because we're practicing sharing our ideas, it's like a muscle that you're training and you're fine tuning. And um, it, it, it helps, like, for example, for me, when I'm pitching to clients when I'm speaking at events when I'm meeting people for the first time and they're like what do you do it's helped me get better at communicating or like what do you think is going to happen in the marketing space this year because I've done 100 episodes talking about that it helps you communicate your ideas better and I think both of us have got better at communicating obviously still got stuff to improve yeah I remember the, the first few episodes we had to train me not to just go yeah (laughs) <laughs> after you'd said oh after you'd said sentences that were really <laughs> useful and you were probably waiting for me to have a bit of a good response come back with something really value-adding or witty oh. and i'd just go yeah and then that we'd was, have a moment of silence that was actually a thing we we actually i think i eventually brought it up just because every time i'd say something like oh yeah let's bounce off this you would just go yeah <laughs> whereas now i communicate absolutely perfectly yeah. and everyone loves listening to me yeah you have got better though um, you definitely Thank have got you. better. Thank you. Is there anything else from doing this podcast that you think uh, has like, because I, I reckon there's some anchors listening, maybe they might be considering doing a podcast or like creating content and that mm. kind of thing. What do you feel like this helps you in any way? Probably the money. <laughs> yeah. Does <laughs> no. help us live a nice no, life? No, yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's obviously helped our business bringing in money to the business so we can invest in stuff and grow our team. So that's, that's the simple positive for us. But um, it's also, a, it's really nice we, how efficient we've got with creating content when you do something over and over again and improve the processes. I think it's helped us and our team really get better at doing that. So whatever it is, creating whatever type of content, um, if you're repeating it, it's kind of like, okay, this process takes 12 minutes. How can we make that take three minutes? How did we do it? So that if listeners want to make their prices better, what have we done? I think it's looking at every single part of the content creation, looking at how long each part takes and just working out if there's a way to reduce that time or make less people involved in that part of the process. So, for example, Dan and I used to sit down or we used to go on walks and talk about a podcast episode to prep it. And we used to both talk for like an hour and then we used to put a document and things, put ideas down and um, write it on a document. Um, and that was before the episode. Now we've kind of fine tuned it. So Dan will come up with several podcast ideas. He'll send it to me and I'll send back my favorite ones. Then Dan will create a prep document and I will add my notes. And it's kind of gone from a probably between us us prepping for three or four hours 
for an episode to us probably prepping for half an hour. Yeah. That. And I think so four hours to half an hour and the quality is improved. So that's how I would um, kind of look at your processes for content creation and get the most you possibly can out of the time and effort that you put in. And also I think manage your own expectations because we've had to go through the motions of doing that massive long prep to figure out how to get better at making up what we're doing more efficient. So you're not going to suddenly just start a podcast or do anything and it take mm. half an hour. You need to kind of go through the motions of doing it. And Another example is um, creating thumbnails for our videos for the podcast. So we used to, after every single podcast, take new pictures yeah. um, to go into a thumbnail of me and Dan doing different things and that kind of thing. And uh, actually fairly recently we realized, hang on, we take like an extra 15 minutes at the end of each episode. And if you think, I know 15 minutes, maybe not much, but that's 15 minutes for me, 15 minutes for Dan, 15 minutes for someone taking the picture. So that's 45 minutes a week of time taken just to get those photos. Yeah. And then one day we're like, Dan, let's just bring in some a few different t-shirts and take loads of pictures yeah. in one go. That'll take 20 minutes rather than 15. And we've got enough for 50 episodes. Yeah. So just a reminder for everyone, we are giving away a hundred business anchors mugs and Adobe Express merch. So if you want to enter that competition, just post on social media at business anchors. Tell, tell us what you think about this podcast and um, send an email to j at noltamarketing.co.uk. That's j-a-e at noltamarketing.co.uk. And we will post you a mug and some Adobe Express merch. That's a good call to action. We've actually got a good call to action for once, yeah. Lloyd. Get yourself a mug. I've got one. Hey. I'm pointing to Dan. But yeah, looking forward to another 100 episodes, Lloyd. Yes, see you in episode 200. Well, no, obviously <laughs> I'll, I'll be here before then. Okay. Uh, next week I will. But in 100 episodes, we'll, we'll come back to this clip and think, God, Lloyd's really improved from when he used to just ramble and we can end an episode. <laughs> like now. <laughs> yeah. Won't we? <laughs> <laughs>